Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Well, here we are on another fabulous uh, evening, uh, just chi- chilling out, just the f- the three of us. So we have a guest on, but, uh, you know, I love this podcast, Amanda, because it, it forces us to, like, get away for a little while and just, like, shoot the breeze. Like, There's nothing in the world I love more than procrastinating for my work. So I appreciate <laughs> all of the uh, opportunities you give me to do that. You're welcome. I also um, thoroughly enjoy procrastination. I am a professional procrastinator. Um, unrepentant procrastinator. We get it done. We get it done. We do. We just, you know, sometimes you just, just need a little, a little pressure. A little stress a little pressure. involved. Sometimes uh, more stress than it you you should have done. I love the tasks that took would have taken fifteen seconds that you like you worried over for like three days. Those those are the best. Oh yeah, nothing. Yep, nothing, get nothing a few bad. gray hairs that come out of those. Yeah, me. I think I have a few more gray hairs than you. But anyway, um, we keep procrastinating introducing our guests. So we are excited to uh, welcome onto the podcast. Uh, one kind of final guest from our session, from our uh, training college days as the, as, as we were, gosh, English is hard. As we were learning to become Salvation Army officers, uh, her name is Davidson. <laughs> woo, we're excited to have you woo, on. Woo, so woo, woo, woo. would you care to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Okay. Uh, my name is Davidson, AKA Jennifer. Um, <laughs> as my government name would say. Uh, but everybody in my session calls me Davidson because, you know, there's like 5 million Jennifers on campus at the same time when we were there. There totally was. Uh, currently, I am stationed at the Chicago Midwest Corps, um, but I have received moving orders to move to the Chicago Croc Center as the Congregational Life Officer. Um, I'm single and not ready to mingle, but I have a beautiful dog. His name is Gideon. He is a five-year-old pit bull, and I love him with my whole heart. Um, yeah. yeah, that's about it. Well, we can <laughs> empathize on the loving dogs thing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are such a good dog. I wish. Sometimes I show my dog pictures of your dog to say, this is the dog you could be if you just tried a little harder. As he moved over here next to me and started barking during Moffitt's introduction. Oh. No one. Wow. It was fine. Cooper's actually I'm made the myself. podcast because he's he he barks sometimes, but okay. Um, no, that's fantastic, and uh, so so both of my compatriots on today are are in the process of packing and cleaning their homes. I feel yeah. a little bit. Um, no, never mind. I don't feel guilty about that because no, <laughs> I'm I'm I get to to remain where I am, and I'm. I was I'm pretty... say, there is a remedy for guilt. It's called yeah. coming here. Back in a box. Repenting of your sins by helping. Thanks. Yeah. Alas, I I have some other tasks that I'm working on, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got some things. No, you could never be busy, Moffat. You yeah, could never be busy. Never. I'm never never busy. I don't know what the word busy means. So, but uh, no, that's fantastic. We again excited. Uh, we tried to get uh, Davidson on earlier in the year, and it just. You know, that whole being a single officer is, is kind of keeps us a little busy and just so, a little bit. Hey, we found the time now. And so we're getting it done and we're pretty excited. So, you know, we usually kind of, um, you know, lead into 
question about, you know, what are you reading or studying right now? And we've had conversations about what, what you're looking at. And, and so I'm excited to see what kind of insights you might bring to the table, but what is God kind of placing in your heart and in your life for what you're reading and studying right now? Um, so at this moment, I am studying Psalms 23, um, and it was recommended to me by my core yeah. officer from when I was a teen, who I still have strong connections to. Um, and at this point, like, it's just beautiful to, um, one, watch the sermon that he based his whole book off of and the devotional book that he based it off of, too, um, to actually see, like, a visual of things go down sometimes right so like the the verse specifically like you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies mm. um and this uh the the preacher had literally a table full of food um and then he he just sat down and pretended to have a conversation with Jesus and like pretended to be satan at the same time and like try to interrupt the conversation and things like that and it was like it it helps me in my mind that i need to see things in order to do things with my hands to get things done. Like I, I could truly see God preparing the table for me in that moment mm. in the presence of those who are basically preying on my downfall. Giddy. <laughs> it's all good. He's oh, letting gosh. you know about the squirrels outside probably. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Or the dog next door barking. Ah, that could happen. Come here, please. So the, preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies here yes it is it is amazing to me how much of scripture has a visual a visual piece to it right you read it and you're just like i can see i can see how that would play out or i can see that picture in my head and Mm -hmm. how interesting to think of god preparing a table so did he have it where the enemies were at the table with with or just around the table trying to pester and distract? Um, so like in the sermon itself, um, it was more so there was two seats at the table originally, right? Like Jesus just prepared a table for myself and him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's in the midst of anything and everything that's going on. Uh-huh. Um, but then the enemy comes into the picture and he pulls up a chair himself or uh-huh. he tries to snake into Jesus's chair, right? Like he'll move around mm-hmm. the table and, and try to get into these other seats that don't belong to him. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would recommend anybody listening to it. So what's it called? Don't allow the enemy a seat at your table or don't give the enemy a seat at your table. Something like that. Okay. Don't give the enemy a seat at your table. Mm-hmm. Um. That's such a good message, I think, um, especially in, um, you know, today's world. I um, I had just recently done a youth council. So in Salvation Army, that's kind of a, a teen retreat type of camp. And I got to teach a class on identity. Well, actually about the spiritual discipline of self-examination. But it was a thing about be careful of your influences because you're always being influenced. And you have to be very picky about who you let speak into your life and what messages you're receiving because there are people and agencies and devices and apps and whatever that are like literally trying to ruin you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just passively, because we're such a consumer culture, Mm. we just kind of 
allow all this information in and then we say oh we'll filter it out later but don't yeah don't even allow it to see at your table be really picky about who you're letting or what you're letting at your table right who you're letting speak into your life who you're letting influence your decisions what uh what values you're chasing because some social media star is you know doing you know doing whatever fill in the blank i don't even know because half those half those apps i don't i don't even know what they're called let alone do i have them on my phone right um well we've got a little bit of an age gap between us so it's a little um facebook is about as as social media as i get so but i got all of it yeah. <laughs> and there's there's ways to utilize those apps in a health <clears throat> excuse me in a healthy way and in an unhealthy way, right? Mm-hmm. So just like the the added, you know, going again back to Psalm 23, not only does he prepare a table for me in the presence of his enemies or my enemies, but <clears throat> he protects me with his rod and his staff. Yes, I was going to talk about that part too. Oh, go for it. And like the, the difference of it where the staff, like with the, the crook on the end or the hook or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And how it was meant to actually like keep the sheep from either dipping their head too far into the water and, and drowning themselves or getting sucked into the river itself um, or getting stuck into it in, into a tight place that the shepherd couldn't get into. But the the rod was meant to beat away the enemies who are trying to to get the sheep right huh. um so he he's literally not only protecting you but he's saving you from what you perceive as not dangerous but it is dangerous in the in the long end yeah mm-hmm. so saving you from yourself I'm telling you this book is great that's awesome mm-hmm. so saving you from yourself mm-hmm. and from external da- dangers right internal and yeah. external yeah, and if you've ever seen sheep uh, get crooked, they don't love it. <laughs> get, get crooked? Yep, that that's going to be the phrase. That's the, the phrase, phrase get, of the year. Yep, get, get crooked. crooked. Get crooked. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the shirts already. But they you know get crooked I mean? no more. It's get crooked. <laughs> but they do. They, they, they go after, they, they wrap it around the neck and they pull them in and they're all like, ah, no, no. But um, that's the visual. <laughs> What was that noise of it? No, you heard it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's almost like my toddler too. He is at the point where he is four. And so he doesn't need mom anymore. He's fully independent. He's a fully independent grown man Absolutely. in his, in his mm-hmm. mind. And he does not care to hold mommy's hand in parking lots anymore. So, right. So I have to hold, I have to sometimes, I have to grab him a little more forceful and hold him in, right? Because I see a danger he doesn't see, right? And he's all thinking I'm mean and bad and the worst, all right? This, the sheep is all digging in its heels because they don't see the wolf that's over there. They don't see the ravine because yeah. they're dumb. Yeah, <laughs> sheep in our own literally life. are the dumbest animals. Yeah, and but in they our own life, dumb. right? We gotta we gotta allow. So when Jesus corrects, it's not always gentle. He, no, sometimes, sometimes 
<laughs> so sometimes seeing, you know, when you see the picture of, of, of Jesus as shepherd, right? Because Psalm 23 is from the perspective of a sheep, right? Mm-hmm. So Psalm 23 is from the perspective of a sheep towards its shepherd. So it's our perspective towards Jesus as our shepherd. And sometimes mm-hmm. through art depictions, that's a really beautiful, serene, and calm scene. But I don't know if you've been on many sheep farms. No. Or seen pictures. Huh? Do I look like I go to a farm? No. Well, you can picture it, right? The herders. It is not a meek and mild picture. No. Right. The, really the, but but the shepherd's whole job is to get you to better pastures. Mm-hmm. Right. Get you over the rocks. Get you over the thorns. Get you over the predators to, to better pastures. But sometimes he's got a crook. He's got, we got to get crooked, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And pulled back in. But we know that we can trust our shepherd. So when it feels a little like, oh, what is this around my neck? I'm not caring for this feeling. If we know that we trust our shepherd, we will ease into it. Mm-hmm. Right? And know, like, it's only for our good. Like, I, I can know that my shepherd is good and he will never lead me somewhere that's bad for me. So even though it's uncomfortable... I know that he's still protecting me. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that can be, at least maybe it's just how he works with me where he's just knocking me over the head and mm. breaking my legs to carry me over his shoulders and stuff. I don't know, but mm-hmm. that's because I'm a really, really dumb sheep. Sheep are dumb. That's, that's a real thing. <clears throat> but, but sheep also trust their shepherd. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole adage in, in the Gospels where Jesus says, my, sh- my sheep know my voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a real thing, too. There's, there's mm-hmm. fantastic YouTube videos of sheep who, you know, lots of people are yelling. And then the shepherd says, you know, whatever. And, and the sheep come to the shepherd and none of the other mm-hmm. people. Have and- you ever seen those videos? <clears throat> I think it's from like Sweden or Norway where these shepherds will have certain songs for their animals mm-hmm. and they will nice. just let their animals up these mountains. And then at the end of the day, they'll each have their, they'll sing a song and their sheep will come to them because they recognize the song. Oh, so all these people are singing all these different songs, but their sheep will come to them. That's interesting. I don't yeah, know like, that I've seen the, that one. That That's a fun one. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. But again, like Jesus, you know, I just remember Jesus, he sings over us, right? We recognize his voice. Yeah. Well, lots of deep things there that I think we should, we should ponder more, you know, especially the Psalms. There's so much depth to the Psalms that because we tend to read them very cursily, like just surface level, right? We're just, mm-hmm. just read through them. Oh, that sounds great. Move on to the next one. Um, and instead of really meditating on the, the depth of it, I mean, David's Psalms, especially he doesn't hold back. No, um, he, he says, emotional. Yeah, he says what's on his heart, and it ain't always like hunky dory puppy dogs and rainbows, you know. Yeah, he made a worship song about his affair. Yeah, 
Yeah. Sometimes I really love to like just imagine him like hollering and screaming at, at God too. Mm-hmm. And it just gives me permission to do the same thing because sometimes I'm mad. Yeah. I mean, Jesus flipped tables. Why can't I? In my imagination. I mean, you can. Everyone I do. do. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, historically, right? Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Um, some other table flippers. I can't think of right now. That's just the one. Yeah. Well, and there's there's nothing. You gotta be careful about flipping tables in a, in the in a way of a godly way, right? But mm-hmm. if you're just angry to be angry, that's okay too because that's how life works sometimes. I, one of my favorite psalms is Psalm 73. I don't know if you guys have ever read Psalm. You probably have. It's just I know what it says because it's one of my favorite psalms. But um, basically, the whole psalm is. Why do the evil prosper? They seem to have no trouble whatsoever, but me, who's trying to do the right thing, seems to mess up all the time and have all this bad stuff happen to me. What the heck, Lord? Yeah. About halfway through, he says, but, uh, uh, where is it? Um, Because I pulled open my scripture and I have Psalm 73. It says this, uh, when I tried to understand all this, it was oppressive to me. Until I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. And he he goes on to how, how senseless he was like me yelling all this stuff. I'm being senseless before you. Like, yeah, keep hold me tight to yourself because I'm being all crazy right now, but I'm just so frustrated. (laughs) Gosh, darn it. And that's the great thing about God. He's so big. He can take our frustrations and he can take Mm -hmm. our difficulties and he can just hold us tight and say, look, I get the world stinks sometimes, but I won't leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I've got a plan. Trust in me. Trust in my plan. And it's awesome. That also like ties it back to the end of, of Psalm 23 too, where it yeah. says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And mm-hmm. truly like, you can be angry in the house of the Lord mm-hmm. quietly to yourself because there's no reason why you should be flipping tables, right? Because you're not Jesus. You you correct in private, but you, um, what is it? You correct in private, but you Pr- praise in praise. public, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, I forgot where I was going. Yep. ADHD. It's the best. I forgot where okay. I was going. But yeah, our our emotions are are welcome before his throne, right? God Mm -hmm. is not afraid of them, right? Jesus, in his time, showed all the emotions, right? And he bore himself, you know, grief, joy, anger, um, all of them. Um, And he laid them bare before God because God can handle all of those things. And And they're... I think it's when we try to push things down, right, that we end up getting ourselves in trouble. Yeah. Because then we start to fake it. Right. And then we start to think, oh, well, if I can fake it, everyone else should be faking it. And so if they're being emotional, then they must be heathens. That's a paraphrase. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But I agree. And I think we, we place value um we value different emotions differently right so we we have quote unquote good emotions and bad emotions 
Mm-hmm. And there's a time and a place for things like fear and anger and frustration and anxiety. There, Those are not bad. They can be bad if, mm-hmm. you know, in the wrong context or, or feeling them in an outburst because you held them in for too dang long. And now they're porn audio, like a flipping explosion, right? Because you, you stuffed it and stuffed it and stuffed it. But there are, you know, when scripture says, doesn't say, don't be angry. It says in your anger, don't, don't sin. Mm-hmm. The concept that anger is not the sin. It's what we do with our anger. It's how we share our anger, how we feel our anger. If you, if you suppress it to the point of exploding, then yeah, that's a sinful way to express your anger. Instead, feel the anger in the moment, feel the frustration in the moment, feel the fear, whatever it is that you're feeling, and then lean into God to be your strength to get you through whatever that mm-hmm. that emotional roller coaster is providing. Because that's we have we have been created as beings that have emotions, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Amen. we're spiritual beings with a physical experience, mm-hmm. right? such good stuff yeah there is so much depth to psalm 23 you could spend months meditating mm-hmm. on psalm 23 uh, there's a, a salvation army officer i know that um he has only preached from psalm 23 for the past 10 years dang mm-hmm. wow that's intense mm-hmm. that's my whole adult life <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally my whole adult life now granted he works in headquarters so he doesn't preach every week oh well that makes more sense okay, okay. <laughs> but i think you could i think mm-hmm. you could yeah i mean it would take some effort it would take some work but but i think you could i mean the lord is my shepherd even the lord stopping at the lord the lord oh. You know, it's not just any Lord. It's not a Lord. It's not somebody else's Lord. It's the Lord. It's the God of the universe. And the Lord there is actually Yahweh Mm -hmm. or Adonai. And in Hebrew is usually what they would say because they wouldn't pronounce the the name of God. Um, In in the voice version that turns it into kind of a, a scripture into a play script, whenever it is the Lord, it says the eternal one creator of the heavens and earth. There you go. That's That's a mouthful though. Yep. But it's still, but it invokes that the eternal one, the eternal, the eternal who's also the creator. Yeah. The eternal creator of heavens and earth. Wow. That's that's his name. And he's our shepherd. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Such deep stuff. We, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it, and we're gonna move on because we could sit there. Um, and I encourage you, listeners, to sit there, sit in Psalm 23 for a while, and and ponder through. It's not just everybody focuses in on verse four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. evil. And that's and that's all. That's all great. Okay, I'm not saying don't do that. What I'm saying is there's a whole lot more there than just that one verse. That a yeah, lot of being anointed. It wasn't even mean to be anointed. Anyway, we're going to go to uh, the last question that we always ask everybody, which is what is the best part of ministry for you? 
for me, I'm a weirdo. And uh, my favorite and, and best part of ministry is the administrative work. I know a lot of other officers will probably say people or have like these great stories. Um, but in all honesty, like my, my spiritual gifts in the tests that I've taken, one that has always been there every single time in the top three has been administrative administration, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and I, in, in this current appointment, I've truly leaned into that gift. Um, not saying that I've like neglected my people or haven't been um, feeding them as I should have, or been doing programs as I should have either. Like I've, I've done those, but not to the best of my ability because, you know, as a student officer, it's a lot of work. But administration comes naturally to me, which I'm very thankful for. Um, so paperwork, though I also procrastinate, I get it done. And it's, a, it's, it's done to the best of my abilities in the procrastination time. And it's done properly where I don't have to redo it because I've already thought about it. I know it's already been done. All I got to do is answer the questions, right? Yeah. But I also... I hope nobody from DHQ or THQ takes advantage of this one liner that I'm going to say and forces me into those positions. But I also <laughs> truly love property. Like I like taking care of it because I know that the Lord has given the Salvation Army provisions for these places and not bashing any officers that came before me or anything because they have different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Skills, uh, gifts, vision. Vision, no, passion. no, <laughs> they've had uh, different issues and different um, things that they've had to deal with in the appointment, right? Different seasons, different hardships. That's what yeah. I was looking okay. for. They've had different hardships than I've had in this appointment currently. Um, and so I, I've been blessed in the last year almost to have been able to focus on property and truly um, help the Midwest Corps with God's grace, um, start their process of really start the process of, of um, a semi-renovation in the building. Um, and that started with um, calling insurance because they've had a lot of water issues with the roof leaking in and carpet being messed up continuously and having mold in the walls and things like that. And um, getting all of those repaired and being thankful for insurance, being willing to pay for it too, right? Um, and then also starting to to get the whole building painted and painting the doors and and really just brightening up the space so it's not so dark and dingy. Um, so you don't feel sad or angry when you walk in because of the colors, but now because it's brighter and it feels more welcoming and inviting, like mm -hmm. you don't feel those feelings. You you feel completely different now. Mm -hmm. um, and truly, I'm thankful. Like I'm thankful for these gifts. But I'm hoping that in the next few years, hopefully the army will let me stay for a few years and not move me again. Um, in the next few years at the Croc Center that I, I will have a different story about what the best part of ministry is. Yeah. Um, because it's going to be completely different for me. It's going to be a season of growth. It's going to be a season of stretching and learning and developing of myself. Um, because since administration is a gift, mm -hmm. I like sitting behind the desk. I like getting the paperwork done. I'm not great at preaching. I'm not great at getting programs done. I'm not great with people. 
I don't have those skills to the greatest of my abilities, but I believe that God is going to use me in this new appointment to stretch, grow, deepen my my understanding, my faith, and yeah. truly give me a moment like other officers have of the best part of ministry that they have too. Well, and we need we need numbers people and probably I mean that how do how do you think we got the gospels? Mm-hmm. Someone had to be running around recording that stuff. I'm Matthew. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, someone was there, like, you know, recording it and figuring out who was doing what and so that we could have it, right? Mm -hmm. Or else, because if they were all just wrapped up in the moment of, you know, being the doers of it, right, then there would be no gospel to share. So you, we need people who, you know, or someone who had to take care of the, I mean, I'm sure when Jesus is living homeless and they're all living in tents, like, someone was there patching holes in it when mm-hmm. when peter got mad and ripped a hole in it when he was throwing stuff or something i don't know i'm just but you know what i mean <laughs> oh my Campbell god ripped a like, hole in yes. it or something like yes. somebody was there fixing it you know on mm-hmm. the unsung heroes of the jesus entourage so yes. but we need we need that i mean we um we need all the players and there's not a gifting that's more important to the kingdom of heaven than another oh yeah no but god is just trying to grow me now i guess oh absolutely yeah well, always. But I think I think you sell yourself short a little bit on some of those those things that you're like, I'm not very good at. Well, I mean, everybody can grow, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, we do have all of our our gifts, and as we talked before we even hit record, you know, the three of us, as we think about what our each of our giftings are, are in completely different categories. Yes. In in the realm of ministry, the great thing is that God uses each of us in ministry in our giftings to further the kingdom of God. And, you know, especially if you think about the the ranks of the Salvation Army and the mission of the Salvation Army, yes, it's preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Praise God. But then alongside of it, it's to meet human need in his name without discrimination, which mm-hmm. you cannot do without administration happening. Mm-hmm. You cannot meet human needs without somebody somewhere filling out some paperwork. That's just how that, you know, you just, you you need to account, especially being good stewards and accounting for the, for the resources that we've been given so that we can account for those resources that we give back out so that we're not, you know, can't be considered, you know, misusing, misappropriating, appropriating funds or anything like that. But I think there's, there's something to be said for the, the system we work in and the moves that, because we do move and you could argue too often, not often enough, whatever you want to argue. Some of it's because of this very thing. Like you have gifts that some cores need in a specific season. Hey, Mm -hmm. we need to bring Davidson there because they need to work on X, Y, and Z, or we need to bring Moffat there because they need to work on X, Y, and Z. And we have those skills and those gifts to slide into that position for a season get done what we're good at, get done what we're, what, and grow in, in different ways. Right. And then slide Mm -hmm. back out and let the next person kind of take over. And so there are definitely pros to our system with, with regard to that skill set and being able to utilize people in their giftings. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I just killed the conversation. I didn't mean to. (laughs) No, you're, you, you ended concise. Beautifully. I am, I, so back in the day, I'm going to share this brief story. I might cut it out later, but uh, 
when I was in high school, I, I was in speech competition and specifically the category called discussion, which was basically doing this very thing, right? You get into a group of people, you got a topic that you're talking about. You're trying to come up with a, a an answer to a question. And the person who usually did the best in those discussions, as far as the judging was the, the one who kind of summarized and collected all of the everything and just brought it together and could say, okay, she said this and he said that and we're collecting all of it, rounding it out. And here you go. It's on a platter. And so I got really accustomed to like doing that in groups, right? For good, bad, or otherwise, I, I learned that skill of being able to take all of these things. We're going to coalesce it. Land the plane, right? Land the plane. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Anyway. I don't know how to land planes. I just crash them. Okay. Yep. okay. I don't. Yep. I don't know if I agree entirely with that. I think maybe you're being a little hard on yourself. Nah. And spe- by the way, friends, we're not talking about actual airplanes in case you didn't catch that. <laughs> uh, there's a fra- there's a phrasing in uh, preaching about how you kind of finish your sermon is that you land the plane. My favorite is still my husband, Lieutenant Brian, who was on last week, where he just says, I'm done, and then leaves the stage. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Do okay. it. I'm done now. I'm done now. Or you do a a porky (laughs) the pig. That's all folks. And then you walk off. That's my favorite still. I can't, I can't do it, but he, I don't know. He he can do it. He can pull that off. I'm done now. Have a good day. Bye. Go home. Take it. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. But I, I, I do think that in this season in your life, the best part of ministry is, is leaving that core in a in a better place than mm-hmm. you found it agreed and i would say that that's an awesome and, and i'm i'm with you davidson because I'm, I'm going to a core where all they do is business <laughs> and that Good is luck. not my gifts at all um so to the be fair, they do other things than business but your role yeah, that's true. Will be very business heavy. Yes. But I think that's where the the God where God is going to grow each of you in these. Yeah. See, he knows what he's doing. When I feel that crook, right? I'm getting crooked. Yeah. You're getting crooked. Get crooked. Into business Get and crooked. you're into congregational life. Yeah. It's gonna be good. He's got something around the corner. Mm. Must be tasty. <laughs> that's right. You're, you're and we can good. always call each other. There you go. For sure. <laughs> don't ask me about no numbers, though. I'm not a numbers person. I'm just a paper person. Duly noted. Good heavens. All right. Amanda, do you have a last word today? Hmm. Besides get crooked. I, make- <laughs> I mean, we could leave it with that. I'm making, I'm making it happen. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> if you make shirts, I want one. Like the front <laughs> has to say the Misfit Messengers podcast, and on the back it says "Get Crooked." Get crooked. Yes, <laughs> with a with a shepherd's hook. No, but it has to have hashtag hashtag Get Crooked. Okay. Oh gosh, the you gotta stay a little thing. relevant. Stay a little relevant. Has- people still doing hashtags? Yes, <laughs> people are still doing hashtags. Okay. I don't know. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give yours a. I'll give yours one. Okay. There you go. <laughs> she'll she'll make she'll make these t-shirts on a cricket. I will once it's yeah, unpacked. Do it. 
It's just God, um, you know, as we've just been talking, God, God really does have a bigger plan than we do. I know we, that sounds like a broken record, but uh, he equips where he calls us, you know, and he's gone before and he's setting things up that we can't even think or imagine. Yeah. And, you know, Jennifer, I've seen in your life, uh, you're just walking in obedience Amen. Um, and the unknown and um, God has been faithful through that and the lives that you've uh, touched. No, I'm not singing it. <laughs> not this time. Um, but, but he, he, uh, you've had, you've had an impact on people Amen. for his kingdom. And I know that you, um, you're the youngest in our session. So you have a long, 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 long yeah. time. Because I'm getting that your service pin, ma'am. That's right. Um, to to continue to work for his service, and um, mm. we're just I'm just really excited to see what the future holds for you at when you're my DC. Right? I will not be <laughs> the DC. Hey, be careful about what you say. No, Listen, you're, you're if, not going to be. If I become a DC, that means Moffitt's general. Okay, that's it. That's it. Yep. Okay. That's the role. Moffat has to be general if I'm going to be a DC. There we go. All right, friends. This is, <laughs> that's been fun. Um, we always conclude with Amanda, you want to try and do it together? Oh, okay. You ready? You ready? God blesses us. Why? So, that so we, we can be, be a blessing, blessing to others. others. It's so talking. hard to do on Zoom. You can't do it on Zoom. There's like this fraction of a delay. Y'all are a mess. So we could be a busting down there, so that's it. There you go. Amen. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. So here we are, but here here's the thing. This is like after the podcast little thing. I we completely forgot. This is episode. 52 it'll come out as episode 51 don't be confused though because it's actually episode 52 because i i numbered them wrong so this is episode our... 18 was numbered part one part two yeah see davidson knows she's she's on top of this so this is our one year fully completed anniversary Woo! party so we, just had to, we just had to come back and and say that because Yay. One year into the podcast. Can you believe we committed this? to something? Hooray. We did commit to something. <laughs> and we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, so if you gosh. have any feedback or comments, please. Or if you want to be on the show, email Moffitt or Hoshite. Yep. Or or Moffitt. <laughs> Just Moffitt. Or or me. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, happy one year anniversary. Yay! Episode 52. Congratulations. Thanks.